Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the YKTR Sports Show. Bit of a different vibe today. Got all the staff working from home, but Origin was on last night and we want to do a bit of a review. So about to call up Skipper Scope. So that's cool. Yo. Skipper Scope, what's up? Hey, bro. All right, so State of Origin was on last night. New South Wales, way too good. What was your thoughts? Uh, yeah, that was, uh, it was a tough one for Queensland. Um, I think the thing that stands out in particular is uh, just the manner in which they won, keeping them to zero at Suncorp. Uh, just seeing how dejected the Queensland players were after the game. It was, uh, yeah, it was quite, it was like a bit of a weird feeling, eh? Like, yeah. It's like, it's, it's kind of weird because we kind of expected this to happen in the score. I expect the most points to be scored, but 26 0, man, that's a thrashing in origin. Yeah, yeah. The big, the big duck egg, um, that's crazy, especially at, at origin. And it's like there's a few little points that we'll get to, but um, just the way that they celebrated saving a few tries in particular stood out to where uh, New South Wales mentality was at through the night, I reckon. Hundred mm, percent. Yeah, that's a really good point. It looks like um, Freddie's building a pretty good culture there. Obviously, they have got the talent, and when you have got a team full of superstars, how important is the coach? Yeah, yeah. Especially at this, I think the coaching uh, that's required to this level is different from NRL level. Mm. Uh, Freddie, in the past, who's coached at, at club level, and you know it wasn't as successful. This is perfect for a guy like Freddie and, and guys like Mel. Um, you know, just to. To get in there, like legends, legends of the game and legends of their states are perfect for this level because uh, not a, not a lot of uh, uh, what's the word like planning and game structure go into it. Generally, when you've got the best players in the world uh, and the best players in the country playing for them, they have an idea of how they want to play. I think even Freddie came out and said when he got into camp, uh, Jerome, Nathan, and, and Teddy took over mm. uh, with uh, which how they were going to run. Um, you know, most of the sets, and um, you can see at this level, you just got a guy. You got to have a guy that's got a lot of respect within the group for what he's done before, and uh, just sort of man manage the group. You just got to keep him happy, yeah, and keep him calm. That's sort of half the battle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So Teddy sort of come through. Uh, we sort of said last week that he was a least informed player. I don't know if he tunes into YKTR Sports or gives a fuck, but he sort of turned up last yeah. night, didn't he? Just a little reminder of how good he is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he was he was like again he pipped me I, I had to troll back to back origins and I think I just got done in the last twenty minutes yep. uh, in games with with, uh, with Turbo coming over the top and then Teddy last night uh, yeah but he mate like we said it was a scary thing to think it's not like we were bagging Teddy in any way we just thought it was scary that out of the three fullbacks that were in the New South Wales team he was probably the least informed. <laughs> Uh, and even in probably, yeah, for me, like you know, I had Turbo 1 and uh, uh, Latrell 1A in Origin 1. And uh, and then he come out and put on that performance. And uh, in particular, the way he like completed the game. I think even in the last 20, 25 minutes, he's still doing this, the typical Teddy plays where he's breaking out of tackles, moving backwards. Like the game was done and he's still just trying to turn out. So, um, yeah, well-deserved man of the match. Uh, speaking of our other boy, Latrell, man, just on his grown man things at the moment. He just, I remember when GI used to rock up to and he was like, how do you stop him? I think Latrell's got that aura about him right now. Every time he touches the ball, you're like, shit, what's going to happen now? And obviously as a fan, you get excited. And as a Queensland fan, you're like, fuck, this is scary. Man, what about the evolution of Latrell over the past couple of years? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think he set the tone for both origins, him and him and Turbo. Um, 
Turbo not so much in the second game, but just with his presence. You know, the, the way that the Queensland team amped up for Turbo in that first that first set showed like their intent. You know what they want to do to him. Um, but like on the other side of the field, like I said, if they put too much energy into Turbo, uh, Latrell was going to be able to do his thing. And uh, a couple of really big plays, the one-on-one strip, and then obviously uh, the pick that he took to the house early in the game when. You know, New South Queensland started, you know, not too bad. Like mm, they mm. had a good first 10 to 15 minutes, and I think Latrell really broke the game open. Um, and then after that, it was like, it's sort of like Queensland were like, fuck, we threw everything at them, and we're down 12 nil. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be, um, that'd be pretty disheartening, eh? Yeah, it would have been, mate. So, and like I, I thought, you know, even in the first game, Latrell with a couple of big line breaks early on uh, in that game, which led to tries a little bit later on on the right side to Turbo. Mate, his, his start to the game, his physicality, uh, which is another big point we'll get to as well with across the board. But, you know, just his, in, uh, his presence in, in both games was unreal. And uh, happy to see it for him, mate, because uh, considering, you know, Mr. Last year's origin and, you know, all the, all the carry-on a couple of years ago, it's, uh, it's good to see him back in form and, and happy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you sort of roll into that sort of nicely. How much more athletic are New South Wales across the board? Yeah, uh, at every position. Every, at every maybe, yeah. there's, there's probably one guy I'd argue, um, David Fafita, but you wouldn't have noticed him last night compared to how 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 much the boys are rolling through him. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Like with a guy like because they're so well um, covered across the park, they they get the opportunity. So if they, you know, in particular their forward pack, we talked about their forward pack and their middles. Were they able to stand up to the and set the tone for for Queensland? And they tried to do that, like I said, in the first. 10 to 20 minutes, mm. but um, when you've got outside backs like Latrell and Turbo that can that are probably harder to tackle than the New South Wales forwards, mm. it's like fucking up and up. Like you, they would have been going like you put all your energy into the middles. You got you know Tarek Sims was the guy for me that stood out physically in both games. Agree. Uh, apart in, in in the forwards, I believe you know he's my he's my top forward for those first two games, and. Um, you get guys like that in the, in the pack that, that are doing their job. And then, like I said, you've got the guy, you know, in particular, two centres. just And Brian Tyler on the wing, man. Like, fuck, he's running 200 metres again. I don't know if he got 200 metres, but, you know, he got it, got it in the first game. It's, uh, it's a fucking physically strong team. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, it's annoying when you start to, like, when you – not annoying, but, like, when, you, when you're tackling different types of players all the time, and obviously these these are our game's best players, and this could go down as New South Wales' best backline ever. I mean, you you got Brian Toru, who's a nugget, who's strong. Um, you got Latrell, who's got the palm, who's got the feet. You've got Tommy on the other side, then you've got Addo Carr. You know what I mean? It's it's a, like it's hard to get a rhythm in defense when you're tackling different types of people, and I don't think people really understand that. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and and even chucking obviously Teddy at the back, who bumps and goes. <laughs> like all those guys are completely different with the way they run the ball. Um, it's just a fucking headache, and then it must be so fatiguing for the Queensland team, like in particular the forwards, because like you said, you you sort of know what you're going to get from generally as a forward. You know what you're going to get when you make the contact. Yeah, it's like pretty sh- going, big, straight big. up and down guy, eh? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. You just got to you got to stay honest and fucking get good contact. But with the back, um, yeah, it's just a head fuck. Mm. So sort of when um, Queensland rolled into their little dynasty, and we're going to talk about the the D word, the dynasty, man, they had yep. this cool, calm, collected guy named, named um, Cameron Smith, and now New South Wales got a guy named Nathan Cleary. Man, I know, I know we've both got raps on him. You've read in blogs about him in the past past week. Man, does does this reek of a dynasty? Yeah, 
Yeah, well, I touched on, like I said, like in that blog, I can see just the makings of not only Nave, uh, Turbo in particular, I think them two are key, are key pieces. Like I said on our, our, our preview for the game, if those two play, you know, the next 10 Origins, they'll go into it favourite eight out of the 10, and I think they get the job done eight out of the 10. That's just like, respectfully to Queensland, I'd, at, at the moment, you talk about some of the talent that's in, in Queensland. It, it's, I feel like it's going to be a battle between them two over the next 10 years of, you know, who's the best player in the game. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, respectfully to the guys, it's, uh, it's, it's looking like that, mate. I, and then you've got, you've got a supporting cast of Teddy, Latrell, um, some of these other guys are going to be, are just going to be growing with them, Jerome and, and Brian Thiel and all those, and all those likes. So, and I was looking at the team photo last night. Maybe like Cookies just turned thirty. Um, Tedesco would be around twenty eight. Everyone else is pr- pretty like twenty five, twenty four ish, which is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, they've got they've got time to grow like that. That great Queensland team did. Yeah, um, you know whether they win what, the seven in a row or eight in a row, which Queensland done. That that's obviously a massive projection. But like I said, I'm I'm confident in saying that I feel like this New South Wales team in the next ten years can win. You know, eight out of the ten, seven out of the ten. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, like, lucky um Queensland Jake that won last year because the boys would be like four in a row at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And that was um a bit of heroics. And then, like I said, not not having Turbo and Latrell mm. uh, physical uh, was a big difference in this series. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, rolling to the Queensland side. One thing that was sort of noticeable for me, sort of rolling into it, and like we got we got wraps on Tino and and Fafita and Coates. Like they're they're like our um sort of young guns coming through. But club form matters. We're rolling into Origin, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, a, it's another thing that Mike, you know, I, I thought stood out uh, going into Origin one, just the form of of all the players uh, from New South Wales compared to Queensland. Uh, you know, last year all of those guys are playing really, especially you know you look at a guy like Tino and Welshy who had really good um, GF wins, really, really good series coming coming off the GF. Um, you know, Munster obviously had won a grand final. A baby goat was rookie of the year, um, even though he hadn't played Origin. Like all these, there was a lot of things trending for Queensland, even though um, a lot of people thought New South Wales were going to beat them. There were things that just made you think, all right, well, you know, but this this time going into it. Um, you know, Baby Goat and Prez have had their injuries and um, and a few setbacks for Melbourne. Um, Gold Coast haven't been going that well. They've been very scrappy. So, you know, in particular, the key players, KP hasn't played and he's mm. been injured all the um, There were just so many, I suppose they do have some excuses for it. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's important, mate, going into these sorts of games. Uh, where to from here, from Queensland? You sort of notched up that New South Wales potentially win eight out of ten of the next couple Origins, and I kind of agree with that. Uh, where to for Queensland? But to be fair, I can't see much changing. Uh, I, thought, I don't know. I don't know if you if you can see um, any drastic changes. The fact that they kept it to nil is just like they scored six points or whatever in two mm. games, mm. and. Uh, they had. They looked like they had a nice, relaxed preparation up in Queensland. Obviously, the last two days would have been unsettling for them. Yep. But they looked like they were having fun in camp before that, and um, they would have watched. A, you know, they they watched the game back of, of Origin One and and try to rectify things for Game Two, and and then later duck out. So um, you'd be a, a brave man to be thinking that you know much is going to change for the third game. Uh, for the boys, so I feel for a couple of the Queensland boys, like you said, um, 
I've been copping a little, a little bit of slack. I've been sort of trolling people this morning. Uh, <laughs> um, you can't see it, but I'm wearing my Mad Dog Munster uh, jersey this morning for uh, for support. Uh, the one thing I will say is, I, you know, I always support the players over. Like loyalty doesn't exist. You, you know, you look at um, one one big thing, like you know, during that New South Wales run, like you know, like it just doesn't exist. Like even fair where the fans jump jump off. So I always support the. Uh, over club, over all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, I feel for the boys going into this last game or you're coming off that game. Um, so the big talking point that I – the most obvious thing for me was their attack was a little bit down. And, obviously, they've got some pretty talented players there and um, Daly Cherry Evans and, and Cameron Munster. Um, it just didn't look like none of it was fluid, was it? Yeah, because they were just always on the back foot. Like, it's the physicality going to be No, they had a couple of good ball opportunities, and obviously the intercept to Latrell was one was when they had sort of back-to-back. It just didn't really look like it was flowing. Yeah, and I said this to um, like I said this last night in the group chat. It just always looked like New South Wales had the overlap in both defence and attack. Hey, like, <laughs> even, when they, even when they shifted the ball, it's like, well, like Latrell in particular made a couple of really good decisions where they looked at, Slightly stripped, obviously coming up with the intercept, but even a couple of reads where he comes in on Bell um, at the back end. Of, I think it was the back end of the first half. Like they just made all the right decisions, and then even when it looked like something might be presenting itself, New South Wales shut it down or just made a really good decision. So um, yeah, I just and I, I believe physicality comes into that. Like you're know, second guessing yourself, running that out the back line. Um, you know whether you're going to get jammed by Turbo or Latrell, like that second guessing yourself. Mm. Um, I believe that comes into it, and you know that's what sort of threw them out a little bit. Um, sort of rolling into some talented youngsters that can come back into the fold. Obviously, Brimson was injured, but Kalen Pong is a big one at fullback. I feel um, adds a different dimension. He can actually pass and strip a three on two, like whatever he can do. Harry Grant's another one. Sam Walker, I know he's a young kid, but um, obviously with DC being thirty-two, he's sort of coming towards the back end of his career. Man, some of the game's brightest talents can can they be the savior? Yeah, like you, you talk about all those guys. All those guys are, are going to be. I feel like they're going to be great players going forward. But um, I keep reverting back to the physicality, and, and in particular on the outside back, like you've got a lot of guys in the spine there. So you know, Kalen, Baby Doe, Walshy, Sam Walker. These guys are going to come through. But um, I think they need help in the outside back. Okay. Um, that's what you've got, like Kurt Capewell. Um, a couple of times, like uh, in the second half, where Prez, you know, lobbed a couple over the top. Capewell found himself in, in open space and you probably, you know, you, if you give that to Turbo or Luttrell, Go on. Um, they, they turn that into four points and, and that's respectfully to Kurt because Kurt's a back rower. Mm. Um, you know, if, if, he comes off, if he comes off the bench to them in a 17 roll and feeling in a pinch, then he'll do a great job for you. But um, even with a couple of those opportunities, if you have an out-and-out centre, um, then that's what they're missing, an out-and-out centre and, and, and just to solidify um, that back five, then... Yeah, they just they need someone to just sort of <laughs> come from nowhere, really. Because at yeah. the moment, they've got the spine looks like it's there's going to be plenty of competition for the next five to ten years. Some really good young players coming through, but they need some outside backs, man. Like you look back at the years when Queensland were dominant: GI, Justin Hodges, Brent Tate, Willie Tonga, mm. Will. Ch- like these guys physically were up for the challenge, and and if not up for the challenge. You know, made it hard for New South Wales outside back. So, here's one little specky for you. Uh, Xavier Coates going down to Melbourne. I think he gets into like red hot form next year. Yep. And he's the one who's who's got a physical presence to match at least one of them. 
and in yeah. in a year or two. So he he's probably far, he could be as fast or faster than Tommy. Is that is that a fair statement? He's pretty quick. Yeah, like yeah, physicality wise, mm. like you said, going down to Melbourne will do him the world good. And Bellamy like, will get him coached up to get ready for this level as well. And Tommy, Tommy, and um, Tommy and Latrell, like even though they were talented youngsters, they didn't just run, come in and start like running over people. Remember GI ragdolling Tommy a couple of years ago? Yeah, <laughs> obviously yeah, GI is yeah. a different beast, but fuck. Yeah, and and that's what Tommy is right now, bro. Like you're exactly right. So um, X is a, X is still a baby. He's 21. He's in the under 21 side. He's still got like a um, a lot to to grow in the game and, and mature up, but. Once he's, you know, physically, like, that's just his natural rig. Like, mm. he's only been you know, hitting the weights and playing first grade for a couple of years. Um, and he's got bigger each year from, you know, his debut in 19. So, once he physically grows out, um, you know, Origin Gates, you know, he's always up for it, but he's getting a little bit older now as well. Yep. Um, so, they, they just, for me, they just need one more, you know, one or two more plays to sort of um, present themselves in the next couple of years for Queensland. Beauty, Joseph Sawali's coming through for New South Wales as well. So he's, he's another one that's going to fill out into his body as well, so it's pretty scary what New South Wales yeah. got coming coming through as well. Yeah. All right, uh, so sort of Gus Guild talked on um, the eligibility thing. Did you end up seeing that that um, video response from him? Yeah, I did. Was that one talking about um, it, like how um, – he talked about his relationship with Ronaldo coming yeah. through. Him. It was, it was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really well said. I think, like they said, uh, the, well, there's a lot of talk about it, like sort of bending the rules. Um, in this situation, like I wouldn't have it's, – it's a hard one. There's sort of no right answer for it too because, you know, if he has a big game, I know we know the result now, but if he has a big game and, I don't know, the game's a little bit closer or they, they manage to jag it, which I don't think would have happened anyway – um, it just leaves the game open. It, it, it was, it's a fast. It, it was crazy that it got this far. I can't believe, you know, the NRL and in particular Queensland. Someone wrote in the comments that they felt like Queensland, Queensland knew about it the whole time, but just trying to get it through. Yeah. Um, New South Wales knew about it as well and saved it until the last minute to throw out their um, preparation. If that's, <laughs> if that's true, that is um, a shit go from both that have played. Uh, with with a guy like Ronaldo Molitano. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Fucking low act. You know, that's his dream to play, represent his his state. And and the story that Gus told about him coming to Australia to play for Queensland and play for the Broncos. Yep. uh, You you just feel for a man like, I think both sets of fans felt for him. Um, I think Gus brought up, brought up a really good point. Like when they made these origin rules back in the day, it was basically like a like a white person sport, wasn't it? Only New South Wales and Queensland yeah, used to play it. But now, bro, you've got Tonga, you've got Tonga, you've got Samoa, um, you've got all these island nations that got some pretty talented Islanders slash Aussie kids coming through. Man, if there is going to be a leveling up of the guard, man, say someone like top of mind, Jason Tomalolo rolls into the Queensland side. With yeah. Harry Grant, with with Sam Walker, with Caelan Ponga, I think it changes up the narrative a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but fuck, it's a, it's a really touchy one, man, because like you said, you've got the old traditionalists, you've got the young guys who want to see changes. Like, where do you find the middle ground on all this? Mm-hmm. And um, not ruin the the attraction of like what Queensland means to, you know, for Queenslanders who have been born and raised. Man. It's, it's a tough one. I, I wouldn't want to be in charge, you know, what they decide to do, but you're gonna piss. Um, you're always gonna piss someone off, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Like you just gotta fucking not piss off the majority. I so just, what I just see it like, bro. Like, um, 
if you get picked, say say if you want to play Origin and you get picked for Australia, you have to play for them first. Like you can't just like pull out. But then if you don't get picked for Australia, you should be able to play for a, a Tier Two nation, a Tonga, a Samoa. Like you know what I mean? I feel like that should just yeah. be the rule. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever they decide, I I guarantee that um, someone's going to someone's got to be set in stone in the next week, and we've got to if if uh, I hope Ronaldo gets the, the opportunity to play, whether New South Wales now want it because they've won the series, mm. uh, who knows? We'll see what happens moving forward. Hundred percent. All right, Skipper Scope, thanks for your time. Thank you. Later. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'll probably be via phone over the next little couple days, but appreciate you guys. Like, comment, and subscribe. Later.